Alrighty then, it is week 12 in the NFL and it is week 12 of Ice the Kicker podcast with myself, Tom Deacon and Charlie Hawkins. Um, and I'm just going to say right now at the beginning of the podcast, we have done the most British thing you could possibly do before we started this podcast. Charlie and I have had a cup of tea and a slice of cake. It's delicious. Oh, it was absolutely superb. What a way to start the pod. Can I say, yeah. we've had two cups of tea. Yeah, that is true. That is, that is, <laughs> that's the thing. That is so true. Uh, that we have done that this week because the thing is because obviously it's NFL it's set in America and obviously with us over here in Britain we like to just do that we like to incorporate new fans into the NFL and say look we're British but we're doing it our style um listen week 12 so much to get into as we always do with our podcast um the Twitter is on fire at the moment Charlie um you're a bit of a keyboard warrior at times aren't you I've changed from having no social media now I'm up with the the Twitter, I'm sending tweets, I'm doing polls, um, but I'm learning so much. Everyone's got so much to give. There's some brilliant accounts out there, some brilliant pods. So no, it's been really good. Yeah, definitely sharing that love around. And also, um, obviously trying to get other guests on this show, as you will find out if you follow us on Ice the Kicker Pod. Um, also, we're on Instagram and I keep saying it every single week, but I quite like it as an update. Uh, I will be putting on some pictures uh, of Charlie and I, uh, definitely of the LA Rams, where we met them and got a picture with the one and only Mr. Jared Goff, which Woo. we'll be talking about in just a moment so uh obviously we'll have the usual news twitter poll quiz question uh, games of the week pup or uh, hero of the week plus our boom and bust so let's uh, let's get into it charlie um we always start as we always do with the news massive news for the washington redskins if you're a big fan of alex smith unfortunately you probably saw it on sunday terrible leg break uh, his uh, fibula antibula snapped broken that's him out of the season yeah, really uh, sad news, actually, to start the week. We uh, we get so many injuries in the NFL, and it always... I mean, they occur everywhere, but we never want to see anyone go down. But such a big star like Alex Smith, it was such a shame to see that play. And actually, it was one of those where... You, you know, you don't want to see the replay sometimes. You're like, oh, let's see that again. But I was like, you know what? And I didn't even like people retweeting it. I just didn't want to see it. He's one of the good guys. And it's actually very, there's some strange sort of facts surrounding this injury. Yeah. It's uh, the same injury as uh, Joe Theismann 33 years ago on the same date, the 18th of November. And uh, the same score, 23-21. It was on the same yards and attempts, five to go. Both the right leg, broken tibular and fibula. And it was the third sack of the game. I mean, it is eerily. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Like, yeah. And he but, was actually at the game as well, watching. Yeah. Which is, maybe he brought the voodoo. Uh, but actually, interesting enough. Alex what, Smith doll. Yeah, which, um, which uh, I'm, I'm sure at one point Colin Kaepernick had when he was trying to get the starting <laughs> position at the 49ers with him. But the interesting thing about that is, is like with Alex Smith, he, he was doing so well for the Redskins and it really... It's crushed them as a season, hasn't it, in many respects? Because now Colt McCoy comes in as the backup, and then they've just taken off a free agency, a man that many people who have been uh, into the NFL for a while will remember, Mark Sanchez. But um, it was a freak accident, like, really, in, in many respects. Yeah, it was horrible. And JJ Watts, straight over to him, a man who suffered numerous injuries himself. And you just don't like to see people go down like that. And especially when uh, Washington Redskins, you know, a lead in the NFC East. We've spoke about on this pod. This was a real time to grab this pod. Um, grab this pod. Yeah. Grab the pod. Grab their division with both hands. You know, the Cowboys are streaking up. The Eagles lost again. The Giants won a couple. And now, you'd have to think with uh, the second string quarterback. But we've also seen like a Nick Mullins effect. And apparently, people in the building and other sources apparently love Colt McCoy. I mean, they... I, I, 
I can't think they love him too much because they went out and got Alex Smith this yeah. off season. But apparently he's he's more than serviceable. So I'm I'm interested to see that game. Well, well Gruden has, has kept him at the at the facility for a long time as a backup. So yeah, he knows, so he knows the, the system. Yeah. And that's obviously what you get in the the NFL. You can get a quarterback who plays a different t- type of system. It doesn't work for him. Where then you keep the guy who knows the plays, who can fill in. Um, he's not an elite quarterback. I, I remember he's, he's a bit of a journeyman. He's travelled mm. around, Cot McCoy. Uh, but that's interesting. Mark Sanchez comes in for him, though. Uh, a, a guy that, obviously, a, a high, high pick in the 2009 draft. Fifth, actually, overall. Um, 86 touchdowns, 86 interceptions. Uh, in his last two seasons at the Jets, 36 of, of, of which there's interceptions and fumbled the ball 16 times. He sounds like a backup. Uh, <laughs> it, it, he's definitely coming into backup. But an interesting one, though, to, to take him. He hasn't played. Well, you know, he's been around the NFL. He's, he's, he's played for lots of teams. He, they're going to know what they get with him. And obviously, again, people see something in him. But like you said with Colt McCoy, they haven't got to bring someone in of a Mark Sanchez, learn the playbook and in a quick amount of time. Mm. Colt's ready to go. He knows his system. And there's something to be said for that. Someone who hasn't got to come in and like we've yeah. got to get them up to speed. Where we are in the season... The Redskins haven't got time to get people up to speed. They're in win-now mode. They've got a huge game this week that we'll uh, talk about more later, big Thanksgiving week, but they have to beat the Cowboys this week. This is almost the NFC East title on the line this week, I'd say. Yeah, um, NFC East is is, is definitely hotting up. Uh, Redskins at the top at the moment with 6-4. and four. Dallas Cowboys five and five. So if they were to beat the Redskins, they'd go six and five. And I'm sure, depending on points and and how many times they played each other, uh, they might leapfrog them and, and become top. And then you've got the Eagles that disappointing loss. But anyway, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. So much to talk about. I do want to bring up this. It, it's the the battle of the quarterbacks, and it's been happening all season at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jameis Winston or Fitz Magic or Fitz Tragic, however you want to describe him. A bit of a, a, an old-timer vet in, in the game. It's been back and forth. I know Winston didn't play the first couple of games of the season because uh, he was suspended and couldn't play. Fitz Magic did incredibly well. He did badly. Winston comes back in. He did badly. Then they bring Fitz Magic. It's been a kind of merry-go-round, which I don't know how you feel as a, as a fan, Charlie, if that was your quarterback, uh, uh, your team, how you would... And what's the strategy? And why, why not just pick one quarterback and just stick with him? Yeah, I hate continuous change or change for nothing, but it's weird because the way it's happened for the Bucks and the way it's played out, it's sort of the way their games have gone, it's led themselves to them changes, and I don't know how much you can argue be with. Winston started the season, for everyone who didn't know, on a three-game suspension, so Fitz had to take the reins, and they had a very tough opening three-game stretch. They went on to win their first two games. We all know Fitz played lights out, they had to keep him in. You play with a hot hand. He, yeah. he he was brilliant. Then he did have that slip up and it would be a sort of a natural progression. Right, he slips up now. Let's get our face of our franchise starting quarterback back in in uh, on the field. Winston wasn't great and it's like, oh, well, should we go back to Fitz because the hot start we had is kind of quieting down. They, they go back to Fitz. Now he's gone back to looking like the normal journeyman he was and not, not to these the heights of his earlier play in season. And now Winston's come again. But I think there's maybe like a, a positive, Tom, to this. Yeah. that They can go, Jameis, look, we want you. We want you around you as our first draft pick. You, you, we, we know the potential in you. Maybe like a sort of nudge, a kick up the, the backside to say, mm. if you're not playing well and you're not doing the things we need you to do, you're not safe. No one's secure. But sort of hopefully that to galvanize him, like seeing someone yeah. take his spot. I, 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 I 
I definitely have the pros and cons to it. But you look at someone like the Saints, and, and obviously Drew Brees is the number one quarterback. But then you've got Hill, who comes in and takes a couple of snaps. And then Teddy Bridgewater, the other night, uh, came in and took a couple of snaps. And then you look at someone like the Ravens with Flacco uh, and Jackson. You've got those quarterbacks that keep you know interchangeable. They keep moving over, whereas there's just no confidence. It's not like they're doing that at Tampa Bay. It's a sheer... You haven't performed, you're out, next man up, and keep swapping it back and forth. That doesn't give consistency, and I think that affects the rest of the team. Massively, and but I think it sort of rests on what team you're playing for. It's very easy to sw- switch and change quarterbacks mm. when you're as good as the Saints offense. It can, you can come in and you've got those weapons and that protection. When things aren't going for you, again, it sort of falls on your shoulders. It's how we spoke in earlier pods. We don't want it to rest on the rookie quarterback's problems. It's like, right, Bucks, we're kind of in this game, but we're not. We really need a big moment to pick us up. Oh, we'll change the quarterback. And it's all on him. When you're flying and you're 40 points up, yeah, yeah let's give Taysom Hill some snaps and no, Teddy Bridgewater. There's no pressure. And, Everything in life, not even the NFL, everything's different when there's no pressure. It's so much, and you're as a quarterback with no pressure, what do you do? You express yourselves. You're allowed to go for things that which, are a bit more. Which is what was happening with Fitzmagic in the first three games. Obviously, they beat the Saints in week one, and uh, they haven't been beaten since. But because Fitz was not, nothing was expected of him. But that goes to say the pressure of the NFL is what. I love and, and, and despise because it crushes people and then people can become victors uh, from those moments. Oh, well, it's in sport, isn't it? Any, any type of sport, who lives up to that pressure? 90,000 fans screaming your name or it's all on you and then the hype and the media that's surrounding. Everyone's praying for this one moment, you know? Do you live up to it? And yeah. it's under, under the lights, they say. So, I wouldn't um, be surprised if uh, Fitzmagic comes back in at some point again throughout the season. Obviously, Jameis Winston, but it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that. Tampa Bay fans, uh, we know you're out there. Uh, how are you seeing this go at the moment? Don't forget, Ron, Ice the Kicker pod on our Twitter, so so get in touch. Um, I, it's been a kind of slow news week in terms of injuries. That's part and parcel of NFL, but there was rumour of Jalen Ramsey at the Jags uh, being sort of shopped, put in the shop window. Who, want, who wants Jalen Ramsey? Come get him. Yeah, this was a really strange one, Tom, because, you know, we we hear trade talks all the time and the trade deadline has passed. And when you do hear it, you kind of players that are on big contracts. We're trying to free up some cap space or ones who are sort of saying the wrong things or. But Jalen Ramsey, born star, great quarterback, all pro cornerback, uh, still in his his rookie deal. You know, he's uh, he's only due three point six million next year. And any team would have a fifth on him, obviously, the Jags at this point. But we, we hear this rumour. The, the Jags are, are shopping Jalen Ramsey. They come back out and say, no idea where this has come from. We're not. But then Jalen Ramsey tweets, like, he says, oh, you're tripping if you are going to let me go. You'll miss me, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And there's all this. So if he's answering to it, there must be some kind of feeling. Camp. There's no smoke without a fire. Exactly. Adam Schefter of ESPN tweeted, oh, I've heard a couple of teams you're interested in, Jalen Ramsey, the other 31 teams <laughs> barring the Jags. So, yeah, I mean, who who doesn't want him? And it's always funny. We we speak about it earlier, like what we needed this for Winston to happen in the Bucks. We hear those Galvin moments Jalen Ramsey comes out and, and all right the Jags don't get the result but has an epic game he picks yeah. off Ben twice uh, he, or was it once once or twice but great interceptions to have the one they said it he didn't catch it they reverse it it was just brilliant and and and, and he almost done that thing he didn't celebrate he, he celebrated but not with a big team thing, it was almost like threw the ball down and like, you know, the stare, like, yeah, yeah? yeah like yeah. everyone, it's like what we said, everyone's watching this one moment. This is what sport comes down to. And let's hope that everyone just saw that. It was incredible. So 
like Jalen Ramsey, what would be the, in your opinion, what, why are the Jags even beginning to consider it? Is it is it a contract issue? Is it because you obviously the salary cap in the NFL, you've you've only got a certain pot of money, you can't pay everybody. Uh, they they paid Blake Bortles too much money, in my humble opinion. But we'll wait and see what happens there. But what, why do you think it is, Charlie? Well, apparently, if the rumours are to believe, then. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to, it's the most obvious rumour to go with. It's off-field problems and mm. they're sick of his trash talking and the things he's saying. When they've been losing, he's been sort of kicking off in the uh, the dressing room afterwards. And and to me, that could be the only reason because it can't be cap money because you pay your best players what they're worth because you want to mm. be the team competing. And it can't be his on-field play because he's, he's a great, he's a great cor- cornerback. Yeah. yeah, so it must be option-free. But we're not there. We're not privy to this information. Uh, there's one man who is saga. there is one man who is Jimmy Luck our, our former guest on our podcast who's the equipment manager uh, but we, we wouldn't do that to any of the guests on this show that we, we, we sort of want to build a friendship not try and get the yeah. gossip or the scoop that'll be interesting to see how it plays out and if obviously they I'm not, uh, begin to well you know they're, they're bottom uh, the Jags of the AFC South with three wins seven losses they've lost six in a row now so th- you, this is the bit in the season where people start fire sailing and trying to think about picks for next year. Yeah, completely. And also, Tom, it's, we get to that point, I think me and you spoke about it a few weeks ago, when when your team's doing well, no one speaks about the flaws and like what's going wrong. And it's everyone, we're in this happy bubble. Oh, isn't life great? We're winning. And then as soon as you start losing, when it's like, well, it's you, it's the offense. Or no, it's you, the defense. And everyone wants to do this whole finger pointing. Everyone wants to do mm. this, who, who's mm. to blame? Because there must be a reason because we can't just go out and lose. And especially the year they had last year, so much was expected of them this year. And if we talk about that game with the Steelers, it was such a great game. And they, they almost, they, they have the Steelers number to effect. I know the Steelers won, but... Big Ben has nine turnovers in the last three games against the Jags. And they for three quarters... They shut him out. Their run game was going. Yeah. And they, they put up only three field goals. And the, the weapons they have, A.B., Connor, Smith, Schuster, Vance, McDonald, they, they just couldn't get anything going. And it was like, this is the Jags we know of last year. We're getting yeah. back to that. But pure grit from Big Ben. What a fourth quarter comeback. It was just... Uh, you said there was, a, there was a kind of play, of play of the week that sort of stood out for you in, in, in that game. Was it one in particular? Because Ben crossing the line and having to tilt his head back, it's, it was fascinating. Uh, but he managed to, to, to run it in. And J- Connor had a dropped pass, which was like... Ben's right like, at the end, you, wasn't it? You, the comeback, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? You couldn't... Co- and then you can't blame him because he's had a lights out season, his rookie season. So, so what, 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 was there a play that stood out for you? Yeah, the play that stood out for me, <coughs> just quickly though, to go back to that, funny you said that because like I said in the NFL, it doesn't matter if it's not your team, you watch it on either red zone or the game and I'm watching this comeback or this will, will they, won't they come back and I see the pass to Connor, I'm like, ah, ah, you just you get so <laughs> invested. But no, the play of the, um, the week was the interception of Jalen uh, Ramsey intercepted AB. He catches it but he almost catches it on his helmet, brings it down, brings it round to his body. If anyone hasn't seen the catch, what that, watch that one play. It wasn't like... It was right uh, in the end zone, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it wasn't your typical interception. He catches it on his helmet, he brings it down, he brings it into his body so they can set a full catch. Um, and I just remember last year, it reminded me of whoever else hasn't seen this. Uh, Steelers were playing the Titans and AB caught a touchdown on the side of his helmet and brings yeah. it in. I mean, helmet catches. I mean, unbelievable. They're phenomenal. Um, well, yeah, it, w- it was a fantastic comeback and fair play to the Steelers for managing to get it done. Um, but just watching every Jags player on the side 
waiting to see uh, if, if it was classified as a touchdown and what have you. And just hearts broken, to, to, be, to be fair. Four nets on the ground. Jalen Ramsey's just pacing back and forth. Um, you never want to see it because they've, they've played lights out. But hey, that's how tough it is to get a win in the NFL sometimes. Um, Charlie, you, you were on the Twitter this week. You put out uh, a great poll. Um, which we do every single week. So do, do get involved. Uh, it's a bit fun, isn't it? Um, basically, which player needs more attention, not getting the love, shine that spotlight? And you gave people a choice of uh, McCaffrey uh, at the Panthers, Adams at Green Bay Packers, Andrew Luck, the quarterback at the Colts, or Deshaun Watson at the Texans. And um, it went to Deshaun Watson. So 34% of people saying they're not, he's not getting the love that he deserves. Is, is that, do you think because they're 7-3 and three in the AFC South and they've won seven in a row, but yet he hasn't had the best performances, but he's doing enough to get his team across the line? Yeah, I think all four players, just quickly, uh, they're getting the love, but they're not getting enough because... I know I probably bore people who speak about this a lot, but they're not the fancier teams. People want to be talking about the Bradys, the Breeze. So people don't want to talk about Watson as much because we're talking, especially in a year when Mahomes and Breeze and Brady are lighting it up. No one wants to talk about uh, Andrew Luck or Deshaun Watson. And then people talking about like running backs like Gurley or Elliott or Kareem Hunt. So we're not talking about McCaffrey, but really McCaffrey's carrying that whole offense. Not mm. as much this weekend. The Panthers actually well, they got rid of CJ Anderson, but he becomes pretty much the only back and he's, there. Yeah, the free down back. He, he, we're seeing this new hybrid of a running back where they, they receive it as well. Like Kamara is another name that's getting love. So it's not not getting as marching. So, I mean, we see Hopkins, Brown, you know, they, they've been getting a lot of love. But Adams has been a, a true on one now at GB for a while. Seahawks game, I know you're frustrated as a Green Bay uh, fan from that because you felt like you, they could have got that win. Um, Adams, 166 yards reception uh, from him. Incredible. So Rodgers, but he was lights out. He was fantastic that game. It was in the first half. It's a tale of two halves, really. Second half, we just couldn't get off. We made some poor decisions. and some but, pl- Because he's some pretty much the, the main receiver in that team, Adam. So he's, he's going to get targeted by the defense. They're going to double team him in that yeah. situation. So to still be getting numbers like that, I think he doesn't get enough respect. And Andrew Luck, you know, we know how severe his injury was. And people are asking, is he as good as the, he sort of stats show? But he's trucking along and getting those... Um, uh, Colts back up to second in the AFC South now, and and they're finding a way to win. And his arms still there, the touchdown. The arms still like... there because he dropped a bomb to T. Y. Hilton for oh. a touchdown. And and we we spoke about this, didn't we, a few pods ago? Like, is the arm strength there? And we just said it's week by week. He's getting better and better. It's it's crazy. Like you're seeing a level of progression every week. He's just obviously clearly getting back to health every week, and it's a. They're a joy to watch. Yeah, and um, I've got a little. Obviously, this is the quiz time um, of. Uh, the podcast, uh, Charlie, and um, I felt, felt like you were going to do your Game of Thrones uh, sort of... Uh, That's coming end, later. Is it? Um, but obviously, touchdowns this season, uh, Mahomes is number one, Andrew Luck is number two. And people people sort of don't quite see that in terms we're of... Not saying, we're not really mentioning for the MVP race, oh, no. it's been Mahomes and Breeze. That's what I mean. So just just a little bit more love than that they have been getting. They're not, they're not going under the radar, but we're not really shouting about them as much. Okay, all right. So that's on our Twitter, uh, which I've mentioned three times now, and I will stop now. Um, so no quiz question this week, Charlie. There is a quiz question this right? week. I'm taking the reins. Wow, big moment. Quiz okay. for you, my friend. Don't know if I, oh, I don't know how I feel Come about on. this. Come on. All right, okay, no, I'm ready. We've got to mix it up. We've Ev- got to mix it up. Everybody listening right now, uh, get involved with this quiz question. Yeah. Charlie, do, do, do. It's over to you. Tom, this is your quiz of the week. Okay, I'm ready. Which three teams 
have yet to win on the road oh. this season? Oh, see, I'm I'm terrible at this sort of thing. I'm genuinely awful. Um, I would say, and I'll give you okay <laughs> four guesses help, to help. get three teams. Okay, so uh, you're allowed one wrong. Uh, Is that fair? All right, fair enough. Um, we've mentioned them a lot. Um, is it? Oh, no, because Oakland won like, on Sunday. I have no idea, to be honest, Charlie. I, it's going to be one of these trick ones where I, I, you'd expect it to be the teams that are playing badly, but it's actually the teams that are playing very well. Yeah. And I, I will say, yeah, I, I am going home for dinner tonight. Okay, so. fair enough. All right, sorry, mate. Um, uh, Chicago Bears. Okay, I know another game. You have three remaining lives. Is or it one? The, um, the Falcons got a win recently. Is it Tampa Bay Buccaneers? No. Oh, my word. Oh. Should I put is... you out your misery? No, just one more guess. All right, one more is guess. Is it the card? No, because they beat the 49ers. Blimey. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, is it the Chargers? No. Oh. Right, I'm going to put you out your misery. No, because they won at Wembley. Oh, I'll put you out your misery I will show and you. compound you with some more misery. The teams are yeah. the 49ers. Oh, yeah. The Green Bay Packers. What? Yeah, I know. We've won all our games at home. We're 5-0 and at home, 0-5 and away. And the Cleveland Browns. Wow. So the Cleveland Browns. That's the company we share. Wow. The dog pound is, is the place to be. Okay. So our two teams have yet to win on a road the road. Game. That's a great quiz. I really enjoyed Thanks, that. Mate. That was that. Oh, I don't like it though. No wonder why I asked the pressure. You. It is all horrible <laughs> pressure, and that's why I wouldn't make it in the NFL. Uh, listen, guys, uh, I'm sure that you loved the Sunday games. There was some big scores and what have you. But last night we're coming fresh off the highest, the most points in an NFL game ever. The LA Rams taking on the Chiefs, 54-51. We're at games of the week. Games of the week. Games of the week. I liked that, and um, I don't playoffs know. Playoffs. Please let us coming. know what you think about that. I think that's great. Bit of Game of Thrones mixed yeah, in with the playoffs are coming. Um, fifty-four to the Rams. Chiefs fifty-one. What a game! You tweeted it and said essentially that was the best NFL game to show to someone who's going. Oh, it's a bit boring. It's stop starty. Watch this. This is how offenses play at their peak. Yeah, you couldn't have paid for this for like a better uh, advertisement of the game. Like for any neutral, for any NFL fan, for any sporting fan, this was just a pure showdown of two top offences going at it. It's literally, as you say in the game, end to end. It was Mm. just like, I think every, there was like a, there was only three non-scoring drives. It was like touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown. It was like no teams were punting. It was just brilliant. And it was a game that had it all. We had strip sacks, fumbles, touchdowns. It was just, I mean, so much excitement. And like you said, that's what we want for everyone. And it doesn't matter which team you support. We say that. You just can't but appreciate these two teams. And it's a shame, really, one's in the NFC, one's in the AFC, because Years ago, we had the the Brady versus Peyton Manning and Eli Manning was involved. We had these great quarterback rivalries. And of course, there have been others. But is this maybe the thing to come now for the next, I don't know, five years, Goff versus Mahomes. And we could see these two teams in the playoffs and the Super Bowl quite often because I'm down for it. I could. I, I, I'm, it's a shame they aren't in the same conference because I could watch it every year. It was just absolutely superb. It was incredible. The Coliseum was rocking uh, last night. It didn't happen in Mexico. Uh, was that down to the, the pitch? The yeah, the playing field was deemed unplayable, which was 
obvious because we saw the photos, but it felt like it's been that way for a while. And if the NFL, I felt like they should have done something sooner, but uh, they've just announced that they are going back to Mexico. So it hasn't hurt Mexico's chances. They're going there in 2019. Because I was watching this morning when I woke up and uh, I wasn't going to stay up too late for it. Things to do like this podcast example, but, but like I watched it and I was like, what uh, my initial thought was, what would the fans be like? Like one minute you think you're off to Mexico, you're going to go support your team. Now your flight's cancelled, everything's happened. When did they just, I don't, I don't know if you know, but I'd be furious. Like, like I was expecting to go to Mexico and now, you know, but actually to be fair, the game delivered. If you did manage to get Mexico missed out, didn't it? On a, on a classic, an absolute El Clasico. Um, Kareem Hunt broken a 57-year record that night. Uh, seven rushing touchdowns now this season. Seven reception touchdowns. Uh, the man is a, is a is a cheater, a beast. They're even comparing him and, and 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 like how fast that guy is. But Mahomes, there was a couple of mistakes that he made, and that definitely showed his rookie season. I know it's not his rookie season, but his first year, uh, the main number one. Quarterback. Yeah, I think sometimes. <laughs> It's just going to sound ridiculous, but sometimes you want your players to make mistakes when they are that young because they need to learn. Like I said, we're still waiting for this bump in the road. We still need them to have those learning curve moments. And and what you want to see and what you want to know is how your players bounce back from those moments. Mm. Soon after Mahomes had a bad play, then he goes and gets a long touchdown. And it's, it's, it's the greatest determination. Like He didn't crumble under that pressure like, oh no, I've, I'm the one that's kind of let the team down. He's just like, pull up my sleeves, the very next play, they're straight back in it. There was something like nine lead changes. It was absolutely ridiculous. And I actually thought Goff's level, we, I spoke about this earlier on a few other pods, but really impressed with Goff. I love Sean McVay. I, like, mm. I really want to go for a beer with him, or I'm sure he drinks like <laughs> some fancy coffee from like a like a water pot or something. But yeah, yeah we, well, I'll take that. I don't mind taking. Uh, that. Uh, he's he's the coolest man in the world. I just love him. But um, just a great game. I, I love both teams. The only thing I would say is because we say they're definitely Super Bowl bound, playoffs bound, etc. When they come up against someone else, conceding fifty points has to be a worry. It, it, I suppose it's not if you're also scoring fifty, but mm. if you come up against maybe a better defense who can withstand it a little bit more. I mean, the Chiefs—they've lost two games this year to the Rams and Patriots. So, as, although they've won nine games, is there a blueprint to beating them? And the same with Rams because the Rams are even con- nearly lost to the Seahawks. They nearly lost to Green Bay. Yeah, they won those games, but it was close. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was just incredibly impressed with with everything that was going on. Um, just in terms of Mahomes, like yeah, like you say, like throwing that ball like a bomb from one end to the other, uh, and the weapons they had with Hill, um, Hunt, and then Kelsey was getting a bit of the ball. Sammy Watkins uh, had to go off injured again, so they've got weapons. They do score, and even on that last drive where they're like, right, we need a field goal to tie this game, um, and then throw through kind of a wobbler. Uh, and it ended up being um, intercepted by Marcus Peters, who used to be at the Chiefs. Uh, that was a kind of a shining moment for him, but you weren't too impressed by that in terms of when you compare that to like the Saints versus the Eagles, and you had a previous player that played, uh, and he flipped him the... Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, flipped it at Peyton. But that was in sort of love and jest, whereas Marcus Peters is very much saying without interception, you know, yeah, let well, me I thought, go. Yeah, I thought there's like love between him and the Chiefs still and Andy Reid, so I was a bit surprised that... 
he looks so angry. But I mean, you always want to uh, beat a team that trades you. I completely understand that. But it, it was almost given to him that interception. It wasn't like a pure. He didn't sort of earn, earn it. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't a Jalen Ramsey like uh, in the uh, um, in the end zone uh, against the Steelers. Um, it was incredible. Uh, would you say that the Rams now it's theirs to sort of push on on for if they can tighten up in defense because Aaron Donald is the leader in sacks in the NFL 14.5 he's he's a beast when he gets going it is weird because their defense scored two touchdowns last night so I don't want to come on and then say today their, def- their defense is worrying they've let him 50 points but they have let him 50 points but their defense got two touchdowns but Wade Phillips defenses and that's the Rams defensive coordinator is known for being a great defense coordinator he was he was at the Broncos when they won the Super Bowl but their run defense isn't great. It's a little. There's a few holes there, so I'm a little bit concerning. But like I said, when you're when you're winning, uh, it doesn't matter as much. Don't worry about it. All right. Um, another game that stands out. I just mentioned it there. The Eagles taking on the Saints, and I tell you what, those New Orleans Saints, um, top of the NFC South, nine uh, wins on the bounce. Uh, that one loss coming in week one. They've scored the most amount of points, uh, 398. They, they're flying. Uh, teams, Drew Brees looks dangerous. Four touchdowns from that game. Uh, past quarterback rating of 153.2. Do we read too much into the quarterback rating? Well, I think we do. We've seen the fact that everyone looks confident. They signed a new player, Brandon Marshall, but did they need him? No, because that guy, Traquan Smith, he, he was incredible numbers. 157 yards, one touchdown. Like they just have, they just have a way of winning, and they look seriously dangerous. When you when you just come talking about the Chiefs and the Rams, yeah, they do look seriously dangerous. But Brandon Marshall wasn't even active. He didn't even plan the game because they're getting him up to speed, like mm. we spoke earlier. But now, uh, like you said, other players step up. But the Saints, you mentioned the points in their offense, and they're also keeping teams out. Let's not forget they kept the Super Bowl defending champions to seven points. And this is what I mean. When we're coming to the crunch games, are the Saints not only putting up the big numbers, they're not conceding it. Yeah. And if the Chiefs and Rams were to play them, so there's a lot of questions. I know the Saints have already beat the Rams, but that offense, and you just said the amount of points they've scored this year, it's not surprising me because they've only punted 21 times in their games. They nearly score either a touchdown or a field goal on every drive. Their punter's not doing no work. They've only punted once mm-hmm. in two games. He's played one snap in two games. And they go, they go for it on fourth down, which normally in the NFL, once you've had your fourth attempt, you're like, right, okay, it's time Depending to... Depending po- on field po- uh, yeah. Uh, position, yeah. And, and whether you can kick a field goal from there, it's it get that ball away from us. But the Saints like, no, no, we got this. They've now become the second team in history to score 40 plus points in six games in a season. Like that incredible amount of points. They are lethal. And what's also, I think that I'm leaning towards, if I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit here and throwing forward, but the Saints are looking so good. No sacks for the Eagles. Like they're just protecting Drew Brees, allowing him that time to, to throw the to throw that pigskin and getting touchdowns. I, I, I was scared watching them. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, literally, like, I was a fan, I was fangirling watching the Saints going, oh, I love the Saints. They're so good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you, you hear about training camp and they build a playbook over the summer. Well, it seems to me like their playbook's never ending because the plays they bring in out, it's just like, it's still fresh because the defence don't have an answer for him. So it's, they've obviously not seen it before. And I actually read a brilliant article with Peter King this week. And if anyone, he used to work at Sports Illustrated, done his own, uh, 
uh, article on ESPN. He's just fantastic, uh, fantastic writer. And he, he wrote in depth, he went into the meeting with Peyton and Drew Brees the night before when they're planning up the game plans. Mm. He said the level of detail, as I'm sure it is for every quarterback and head coach, is just crazy. But my biggest worry in this game, if we move over, we always talk about it every year, are the Eagles somewhat feeling a, a Super Bowl hangover. Yeah. We see it, teams, they go from the high of winning the Super Bowl to looking like a mediocre team, and it's pretty much the same team. To be fair to them, they've had terrible, terrible injuries, some of the worst, but they I'm really worried about the Eagles. They do not have a secondary, Charlie. Like That's what the, the Eagles, I mean, we, we've, we've chatted to a few uh, fans of the Eagles, and, and they don't have a secondary, struggling there. They're not getting sacks. They're not. They're not. They're not taking pressure off their their defense. They just keep having to kind of, you know, like fight as much as they can. Golden Tate was supposed to help things a little bit. He did all right. He got the most yards and receptions uh, against the Saints. But Zach Ertz, the man to go to, only managed to get two receptions for fifteen yards. That's Wentz had three interceptions. Like it, it just seems like they've got pieces if their secondary is up to scratch, and it just shows how important that defense can be to a team completely and this we talk we, we we spoke a minute ago about the saints and the numbers they're putting up well in 10 games the eagles have only scored 21 points in the first quarter of all their games that is 21 points in 150 minutes of football that is an nfl worst that is terrible so they're clearly slowly starting no team has been it was the heaviest defeat by a defending super bowl champion in the season afterwards and um, we always look to the reasons why. This is what we say. Yeah. And, and earlier, we've been, we've been speaking up the Colts, haven't we? Who's yeah. their head coach? Frank Reich. Last year, he was the Eagles' offensive coordinator. The Eagles haven't topped 24 points. Only, they've only done it once this whole season. The Colts, they're flying. Look at Andrew Luck putting up the numbers. They're missing big, him now, aren't they? Huge bit. It's interesting. Do you know what I mean? So now yeah. he's the head coach. He's gone. Joe, uh, is it John D- um, De Filippo, he was the Eagles quarterback coach. He's now the Vikings offensive coordinator. So Wentz has lost his quarterback coach and his offensive coordinator. Just, li- just little things we, we don't see, do you know what I mean? Behind the scenes, so crucial, all these people. Yeah, um, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. It, it is fascinating to watch which coaches go. And, and, and actually, a team can't hold on to all that. If, they, if you've got a winning team, other people want a slice of that pie oh. and come in <clears throat> and start picking away. What I have to say, though, uh, you mentioned the Vikings just then about uh, that quarterback coach going over to the offense of the Vikings. They lost um, to the Bears 20-25. I don't think we've given enough love to those Chicago Bears. I, I was questioning whether they're the real deal, but um, four wins on the bounce in the NFC North, seven and three. I think they really are the real deal because Trubisky, not incredible at times, but getting the job done and... Um, and I'm really worried about those Vikings. No running game whatsoever in the, in that. Uh, Dalvin Cook, another fumble. But but that would... Because I think the, the, the Vikings, when they got Kirk Cousins, they thought, this is it. We've got this. We've got Stefan Diggs. We've got Adam Phelan. We've got this. Carl Rudolph. Who? Who, Rudolph? Because I have not... I mean, I know it's Christmas and it's coming up, but he has not been in that pitch at all, has he, really? Fantasy owners will be backing me up right now. I feel worried for the Vikings, and yet I feel very excited about the Bears. Well, I think, Tom, you've hit the now on head. And why it is, because we're fickle as fans, aren't we? We say, <laughs> what, well, are they the real deal? Yeah, but who, who have they played? Who have they beat? I mean, look at the division they're in. And, and I'm going to admit, I was doing that with the Chicago Bears because we was waiting for this acid test. And I think the Vikings were that first test and they dispatched them. And, they, and the thing I love about the Bears, and I think this is where they set themselves apart, is because we just spoke about the Rams and the Chiefs and the offense, but they're letting in 50 
how good the, the Bears look on offense. I mean, Trubisky's spreading it about. They look like they get touchdowns from all over. He's taking a big leap with, under Nagy and that system. But the defense is just as scary. So offense can go and win him a game. Defense can go and win him a game. Khalil Mack, everyone. Uh, Akeem, is it Akeem Hicks? Just, do you know what I mean? Jackson, Eddie Jackson. They just look fantastic all over. And uh and that's what you want from a team, special on offense, special on defense. So as a team, yeah, you would fear him. You would fear him in the playoffs you, you, and you wouldn't want to go to Chicago. Definitely not. And Khalil Mack's been out for a couple of games, so he's only coming back. So everyone's thinking, oh, it's the Khalil Mack effect, maybe mm. on the touchline because he hasn't played all of them. So they have been a lot, just phenomenal. Like I, I, I don't always go to fantasy, but they are my fantasy defensive team. You put, You have to play a defensive team each week. And they have been picking up points left, right, and centre. Khalil Mack, when he comes back in, that, he's scary. He's seriously... Oh. And the fact that, that Trubisky did throw two interceptions, but the defence comes back on and gets that ball back. Um, and Kirk Cousins throwing two interceptions. But I, I'm fascinated by the Vikings not having that running game. I think that's really been dis- uh, disadvantageous to, to them as a team because mm-hmm. they've, not been able, they've just been relying on Kirk Cousins to throw the ball. And, and, and I think you need to have a balanced offense, as we've seen from Mahomes at, at the Chiefs and, and Drew Bees. He's got Kamara, he's got Melvin Ingram to the side of him. He can just then, like, I don't fancy throwing it. There you go, guys, you do the rest. Like, it, yeah. you just need to have a balance there. But we'll see what happens in the NFC North. Um, Green Bay, do you think you can catch them up? As a fan? Uh, well, it's a big game next week between the Vikings. But if I just go back to that, it's just after the game, you know, Zimmer was really angry and he said his players are either not getting it or they don't care. And either way, I'll get to the bottom of it and find out. And he is not the happiest man <laughs> no. uh, the best of times. But I just, just love those Bears, you know. They, they really do look like they've taken a massive leap. And, you know, in life, you get what you pay for, generally. I, sometimes it does go wrong. But, you know, you want that little something better in life. You want that little luxury. It's going to cost you a little bit more. Uh, they spent a truckload getting Khalil Mack and at the minute it looks like it was worth every single penny. And I don't know for any of you who uh, follows Twitter and we follow all the teams and you're aware of that kind of stuff, the Chicago Bears, they turn their dressing room, have you seen this, into a nightclub post-match every time they win. (laughs) The lights go off. Glitter ball. Please tell me there's a glitter ball. Disco lights, huge. <laughs> it's incredible. Get onto it, and it's like—I mean, I don't know—I don't know how they get dressed. It's pitch black, but it looks brilliant. It's, it's, it's amazing. But uh, so a watch out for those bears. There's there's a good vibe there at the moment. Oh, they, yeah. I mean, they look like they're really come together as one team. Okay, now they will be taking on the Lions uh, this Thursday, so they haven't got much of a rest. Uh, and both teams, Lions got a win uh, against the Panthers. Uh, Panthers went for it two points at the end to try and to try and win the game didn't happen uh, and then they end up uh, losing so the Lions back to form but you probably fancy the Bears um, against the Lions wouldn't well you? the Bears beat the Lions a couple of weeks ago so you'd fancy them to continue that it was a bit of a route and just to go back to that Panthers two point I'm not saying it now because it's very easy in hindsight before when uh, Ron Rivera called it I said I hate this play there's one minute left I wouldn't back Detroit to then go down. They haven't been playing great. I would have took the field goal, took it to overtime and done it there. I know if they get it, we're never talking about this again. They win a game. But in that one minute, I would have played the odds of beating them in overtime. Uh, It was was like the the Titans. You were at the Wembley game, Titans versus the Chargers. And then the Chargers go on to have a a fantastic run. They've now lost that run because they lost the Broncos. Mm. We're talking about that game in just a second. But but the... It, it's it's down on that margin. It's like sometimes play it safe. Let's not try and win it now. Could you back your defense to, mm. to, to no. I just pref- I love an aggressive call, and 
honestly, nine times out of ten, I would have made that call. But just then, I just felt like, oh, you had the momentum, you scored that touchdown. So yeah, maybe you could say, but Cam should have made that throw. I mean, yeah. and he afterwards, all he he only kept answering, just saying, "With I have to make that play, I have to make that play." And fair play to him because. He had to make that play. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, he didn't. Um, but big, uh, massive credit goes to Matt Nagy um, at the, the Bears. I think he's doing a fantastic job. All right. Um, we normally do something in this podcast called the PUP. That's the physically unable to perform. And we highlight a player that we sort of has not lived up to the billing, even though they were definitely not off the field. They were on the field, not delivering. But we've changed it. We're going hero of the week. And I think, Charlie, I'd like to start for us. Uh, and I did say we we're going to talk about it. Those Denver Broncos getting that win against the LA Chargers, even though Rivers put up 401 yards passing, Von Miller is the man. He just, season after season, just delivers, delivers. He's got 10 sacks this season. And um, just just getting that sort of strip and almost running it back for a touchdown. What I loved most about the play, he looked up to the screen, I don't know if you saw this, as he was running to see where the player was going to be tackling Brilliant him from behind. It was incredible. Awareness to just use that. The, oh, he's just, I just think, if you haven't seen it, check out that Von Miller play. Not just because he's such a threat to get sacks. Um, Von Miller, Denver Broncos. And I think they look very good. They managed to make sure that Case Keenum didn't get sacked in that game. And Philip Lindsay, wow, that, that boy can run straight through the middle. It's funny because we, 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 we talk about these minutes or moments, excuse me, that need to spark a team into life. I think Case Keenum had something like 56 yards in three quarters of play. Then that happens, the, the Von Miller sack, and they go down and they win the game. The Chargers were, was it 14 points up at halftime or, or a healthy lead at halftime? And it, it almost was like the Chargers didn't help themselves. I don't want to say they beat themselves, but it was a divisional game. The Chiefs lost, even though that hadn't happened at the time. It's just, there was on a winning streak, a real good time to just keep that momentum going. And it sort of just really knocked them back a little bit. And Joey Bosa was back. He played no. 50% of snatch. So he's back, but he looks a little... Uh, Rusty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, a little one, one pace behind almost, but he's only going to get sharper each week. So... I mean, still, still very positive for the Chargers, but tough loss to take. Yeah, they did lose Denzel Perryman, linebacker, and um, people were talking about that afterwards. Once you lose such an influential linebacker that no one really talks about, the Broncos were then able to just keep ra- running it straight through. Uh, and, um, and it's Freeman, isn't it? It's, it's Lindsay and, and Freeman, the, the running Royce back. Royce Freeman, yeah. Royce Freeman. Uh, he, able, he was able to get a touchdown as well. So, so finally, the Denver Broncos looked like, yeah, Demarius who? Thomas, we don't need you. We've got this running game. But whether they continue that, the Broncos, um, their match uh, coming up uh, this week, they will be taking on uh, the Steelers, uh, which, um, wow, uh, I don't know if I'd like to take on the Steelers. But hey, they got the job done uh, against Philip Rivers. So we'll, we'll see for that one. Uh, which performance, will maybe the hero of the week stood out for you? Yeah, uh, this week I've got two because I like to share it around. Uh, just very quickly, both happened in the Cowboys-Falcons game. Firstly, Julio Jones, Hello. he's uh, running downfield. Matt Ryan throws it up and uh, he throws it well under, far too short. Julio Jones senses this. Oh, actually, I think it was too long. Anyway, Julio Jones senses the safety, Jeff Heath, easy uh, interception for Jeff Heath. Completely going to change the momentum of the game. Cowboys are going to have the ball. Julio Jones senses he won't get it. Eyes on Heath way before the play's over. Three yards just makes, makes a run towards Heath. Heath pulls the ball in. Julio Jones, shoulder, completely takes <laughs> Heath out. Heath drops the ball. So it's just a... Uh, 
non-completed pass and and the Falcons keep it. And that is commitment. That is a team player. Like, I'm not letting Ryan, A, get the interception and I'm not, we're not going to turn the ball over here. Yeah. I can't make this catch, but hey, you're not making this catch either. And it was like, to just really go into it, like become like, right, now I'm I'm almost playing safety on this this play here. It <laughs> He's was, a big was, guy. He's oh, a big guy who they judge. I could have watched that all day to just see someone like, transform their game like from wide receiver to like corner in that one so it but, was just fantastic but you won't always see that from a wide receiver because they're, they're known as being quite a selfish person you know get me the ball I want the ball I need the ball and don't want to risk injury as well because he he, he full-blooded went for that and Jeff Heath's not not a small guy no but uh, but that, that shows kind of like Julio Jones is the team player at the Falcons that they, they love him and even when he had that drought of not getting a touchdown they still believed in him and now it's almost like he's repaying Ryan there you know Thank, thanks guy I got your back you got mine yeah. and, and, and go on and so that was number one that was number one number two was uh the cowboys rookie linebacker and i will try to say this right leighton van der esch i think it is okay. or esch. Uh, he's the new rookie linebacker that they drafted at 19 this year i think it was 19 and uh all the cowboys fans go we need a we need a wide receiver we need calvin ridley calvin ridley still on the board they take the linebacker and he has been fantastic the cowboys have this whole thing they can't win games when they're like Captain Fantastic, Mr. Sean Lee at linebacker doesn't play. They never win when he's he doesn't play. Mm. And he's he's quite injury prone. He has been the last few years anyway. And uh two games he hasn't played. Va- Van der Esch has played and he's been fantastic. He leads the team mm. in tackles. I think he has over a hundred tackles. He had nineteen tackles in one game the week before against the Eagles, which was a Cowboys record. No rookie has ever led the Cowboys in tackles. And he already looks like an all pro. On one play, there was an interception. He tackled the guy who was blocking him in yeah. one leg in his right arm and his left arm, <laughs> he tackled the leg of the guy who intercepted. It was incredible. And for anyone who's not familiar with him and doesn't know what he looks like, he's the one. He does have some kind of like a previous neck injury. They're a bit worried. Yeah, he wears he we- a little back thing. He wears like it? the Dracula outfit from like Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> if you've seen it, it's got the, I mean, it's incredible. Like when I look at him, I just can't take it seriously. But I know obviously it's a serious injury, but he, he isn't playing like it. He's playing lights out and yeah. a water pick at 19. Yeah, he was here, there and everywhere in that, that game against the Falcons. It came down to the kick and um, they, they got it done. Uh, and Jerry Jones looked uh, incredibly oh, he looked happy. Delighted, didn't he? But it was a big play because, um, it was a big pick then because uh, he come from, I think, is it Vanderbilt? You, how you say the school that he was from? And mm. that's not known as a real prestigious school in college to like where footballers are picked from. And they picked him in round one. So that was a... Great pickup, but we speak about Mac just earlier, Tom. I wanted to ask you, you know, you get what you pay for, and obviously mm. the Cowboys traded for uh, Amari Cooper, didn't they? Yeah. First round pick, quite high, and people are like, whoa, first round pick, other receivers are going for a third round. Mm, it's quite a high price. Well, since that trade, uh, Dak, he's. Uh, his stats are better now, aren't they? His stats, yeah, his completion rate was 62.1% before Cooper. After Cooper, 69.7. His passer rating before Cooper was 87.4. After Cooper, 96.4. And this made me think, because you said to me, Tom, why sign Des Bryant? And I went, you went, you told me that you should sign Des Bryant because no matter if he's not doing anything, teams have to think about him. Now teams are paying attention to Cooper. He hasn't been fantastic in production terms or like touchdowns, but already it slightly opens up Elliot. It slightly opens up, Cole Beasley. Yeah. We're seeing them win. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I I couldn't agree more with you. And is it um Gallop as well? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it it does definitely open up that field. Um, but uh, annoying for me if you do have uh Amari Cooper on your fantasy because it does not get you any points. Uh, so there you go. Bit a bit of love there for the hero of the week. Um, Charlie, boom or bust. Um, we 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 love this section, but we also get frustrated because we don't get our boom or bust correct. However, last week uh, I was flying. I love how you done that. Yeah, you're welcome, mate, because it was a bit, not always, you've, you've dug me out a few times, and, and out of good banter, um, I said the Giants would win, they'd keep that uh, momentum going, Eli Manning, two, two touchdowns, yes, please, I'll take that, and also the Raiders beating them Cardinals, thank you, I'm two for two, uh, thank you. No, well played, sir. Thank you, and your boom and bust last week, you said the Texans would beat the Redskins, congratulations, sir, um, however, you did say the Bears would lose to them Vikings, it was, like you said, the acid test really it, yeah but this week charlie hit me with your boom and bust okay my to get me hopefully to turn to this week my boom is that the giants just they keep that winning streak going and they beat division rival eagles more misery for those eagles giants win again and my bust is that cam newton will be sacked four times to the seahawks and the seahawks will beat the panthers at home i think the panthers are, are they at home uh yeah they're, they're yeah, and they're home. very strong at home and uh, i believe the seahawks uh beat them I believe that we will win. Okay, um, my um, I like those. Uh, I will be intrigued, as I'm sure everyone else will be, to watch those Seahawks and see how they do against the Panthers. Um, they, they've they've slipped after they got that loss. Uh, I believe two weeks ago they they got that loss. Uh, the Panthers when they could have possibly won it. And um, who was that against? I'm going to look at you oddly in the, in the eye. Do you know what we have? We have our little uh, sheets up on the wall, and uh, I took them down today, and I'm strongly regretting that. But anyway, I thought at that point it was going to be like, oh, uh, how are the Panthers going to deal with this? Oh, I they th- got smashed to the Steelers Thursday night. That was game. it. Yes, of course it was. And I said, and I and said, they said this was the moment to sort of like they needed to get back to it, and they lost again this week. Um, Don't need the sheets, mate. It's all up here. It's all in a nugget. Thank you. Uh, my boom this week is that the Browns will beat the Bengals away. Um, and uh, I also believe uh, that the Redskins, no touchdowns versus those Cowboys. That is a bust. Um, so, Charlie, um, we want to throw forward because this week is a big week. It's Thanksgiving. Um, two games on a Thursday night. Well, I mean, if NFL fans in the UK will be delighted at this, a couple of, normally we just get one game, two this week, Lions at home to the Bears and the Cowboys at home to the Redskins. Um, it's a very exciting time for Thanksgiving, isn't it? Massive, yeah. It's huge. Uh... Um, holiday in America. We get three games on Thursday. Really? I thought it was just two. Nice triple header. No. Half five, half nine, half one. So look like a normal Sunday. I and for the life of me now, I can't think who the, 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 the it third won't be the game Saints at half one is. Will it? I th- it possibly, but yeah. it, it could be anyone now. But uh, three big games. Again, not moving on the Thursday. Fantastic night of football. Then we'll have it all over again on Sunday. And I love that it starts at half five. You know what I mean? You finish your work. You're there. Three games, fantastic. Yeah, unfortunately, you've already told me you, you've got other family commitments, uh, so you will not be there. But I, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll message the, you. I'll miss the first one. I'll, I'll message you. It's fine. Um, also, Charlie, um, I, I wanted to highlight this throwing forward. Um, because the Oakland Raiders got that kind of surprise win against the Cardinals, uh, the 49ers now are currently standing as the team who will get the first pick in the draft. So... Um, so, yeah, more commiserations for 49ers fans. First pick, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Um, only time will tell if you get the good pick. Um, Charlie, is there anything else to, to throw forward to the end of this podcast for week 12? No, just a big week. There's a, like we said, we've got massive games uh, next week. Some huge 
now we're at the point, like you said, we're funny where teams are like either in that race or they're planning for that draft. There's lots to be spoken about uh, where you are in that draft order. But uh, this time next week, we should, we should know mathematically where a lot of teams have no future come January. Yeah, it seems like those on the five and five, like Ravens, Bengals, will they turn it around? Uh, yet to be seen. All right, Charlie, well, that's pretty much it for the podcast for week 12. In fact, as soon as the bell rings, there isn't a bell. Uh, we are out of this podcast Ding, ding. Is that, is that enough? There's no bell on this pod and there's no Le'Veon bell in the NFL. So. Beautiful. We love it. All right. Thank you very much. Don't forget to check out our Twitter at IceTheKickerPod and also on our Instagram as well. That picture of Charlie and Jared Goff is going up now. Thank you very much. See you next week. Bye.